Hey everyone, and welcome back to Hardwired for Gay. If you're new here, welcome and good luck. Alright people, you've heard of Dracula, right? You know about the vampire in the castle meets the blady blah 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 suck are you wanna suck your blood blah 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 hotel transylvania hotel transylvania 2 uh just a lot of things dracula right you know him well what if I said there was another vampire 25 years before him that he was inspired that was that was uh inspiration Did you know that 25 or 26 years before another vampire was written because if you didn't you're you're going to hear it now because I'm about to tell you the story. Now, it's 1814. A man by the name of Joseph Sheridan La Fanu is born. Now, his father, he's an Irish clergyman. So he's... He's strict. You know, he's like... If... If clergymen are th- if clergymen are what I think they are, then they are the church people, right? Yeah, they're the the they're the 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 the, the male the male church leader priest things, right? Well, uh, <laughs> his so his father's strict, right? Um. After he's born, his family moves to Dublin. Dublin. Dublin? Dublin? And instead of going to school, he grows up with a tutor. They have a lot of problems. So the tutor is fired and he begins to read his father's books. And he's learning a lot, but he knows his father wouldn't like it because he's learning things and he's not supposed to so he kind of just he kind of just hides it like oh yeah we we just won't tell him tell father who knows that oh we're not about that life anyways he goes to his college and starts studying law under his father's advice but eventually he's like yeah no i can't do this let's let's go to journalism journalism's better now this is when he finds his true passion for writing and in 1938 he begins writing and he writes like 26 25 or 26 short stories three novellas and eight different books but as you know, we're not just talking about any of those. We're talking about a specific book. And it's written in 1872, 
26 years before Dracula. Now this, this book is called Carmilla. And it was pretty popular. And because... Not o- it was pretty popular, not only because it was a vampire, and vampires were big back then, but because it was a lesbian vampire who fell in love with a human? Who had- who- no one had ever heard of a lesbian vampire falling in love with a human, so they had to check it out, of course. Like... This book was, like, very popular. And when I made, like, it inspired Dracula, which didn't come out until, like, 26 or 25 or 26 or 27 years later. So it's pretty popular. And for a male writing from a female's perspective, I honestly don't think it was too bad, especially since it was that time. It wasn't overly dramatic or or very um about the uh the uh, um the uh, um uh-huh, um you know what I'm talking about you you know the it's been a big meme to just like make fun of all that but it's very perfect for this time like have you ever read a story and you were like. Oh, if this were written in gothic romance era, we would be learning about it. It's one of those. But, like, it was written in gothic era, but because it's a les- it's about lesbians, it's been banned. Literally. Which I am so mad about because I'm not even getting into it. And it's just... Lesbian vampire. Just lesbians in general. <sighs> but it's also, like, not too sexual. Like, there are the s- sexual parts, but it's not over the top. Like, there's nothing much there. Like, yeah, it describes some parts, but not a- not nothing other than that. And there are also some gory parts. And a semi-happy, semi-sort-of-ending? Now, if you haven't been listening to what I have said for the last few minutes, seven minutes or so, basically, Carmilla was a book written in the 1800s, 26 to 27 years before Dracula, and yes, it did inspire Dracula. Now, the story itself is told through the case file of a Dr. Heselius guy. And it's basically just Laura telling him about her relationship with Carmilla. Now, at first, she's like five or six, and someone breaks into her house while she sleeps, and she's bitten... By this stranger. But she doesn't know what it is. And then. It skips to where she's much older. 
now 19, she's outside with her father, upset because they got a letter from a general that saying that his ward can no longer visit, his niece slash ward, which, if you didn't know, wards were basically children taken under the wing of someone that, like, it's basically like guardians now. It if you were someone's ward, they were your guardian. Now, he, the letter is saying that he's really upset because she was, she was, she was killed, like, by, like, a really gruesome monster or a very mysterious illness. And then there's this accident in front of the house. So Laura's father and Laura go to the carriage to find out what's happening. And it's this mother and her daughter who are going to town on business? But oh no, what's this? The daughter is mur named Carmilla and she is injured. And oh no, she just cannot go on. So Laura's father agrees to take her in after a little bit of convincing, and Laura is just ecstatic. She cannot wait to meet this young lady and have the best time ever. And they do. They get extremely close. Infatuatedly close. But while this is all going on, something strange is happening around town. Girls are mysteriously dying, and a vampire is said to be the culprit. On top of that, Laura has been having these weird dreams. Now, Laura is beginning to have these really weird dreams. There's one where a Black Count pounces on her and bites her in the same place that she got bit when she was younger. Well, because these weird dreams are starting to turn into nightmares, she's just constantly exhausted and constantly ill. Well, after an extremely bad one where Carmilla dies, Laura goes to look for her to calm herself down. But Carmilla is nowhere to be found. So she gets one of the madams and they start knocking on her door and they get no answer. So they have to force themselves inside the room. But they don't find her. So they start looking in other places like her dressing room, in other rooms, but they still don't find her. The search continues into the next day, and then it's just not, it's not just Laura, the madam, and mademoiselle searching, but everyone. They search literally everywhere, but they cannot find her. And then she's just, like, back like that. And everyone's relieved, of course, because thank 
goodness, she's alive. But, like, where the hell were you? And why why didn't you come back? Like, where were you? And then Carmilla was like, oh, yeah, I was in the dressing room. And Laura's like, I was in there. I looked for you, but you weren't in there. So where were you? Then Carmilla is like, no, you see, because I fell asleep in my bed. And now I, I woke up and I was just in my dressing room. I was in my dressing room and my room was a mess. And I'm just confused because I'm a very light sleeper. And so Laura's father is like, so what probably happened is while sleepwalking, you grabbed your room key, left your room, locked the door, and began to wander around. We have so many rooms and could never possibly look through them all, even though we already did. So whatever room we missed, you were in. And right before waking up, you went back to the room and lay down in the dressing room well right after this a doctor shows up and starts inspecting laura and starts finding out what's going on and he's like yo do not leave her alone like at all not even for a brief second and laura and madam are like really confused and like even mademoiselle is like confused like what the hell why why can't i be alone or like why can't we leave her alone she's 19 but the doctor wouldn't tell them he would only tell laura's father well the general remember him The guy with the niece who died mysteriously. He sends a letter and is like, Listen, I am coming over and you need to meet me at this place. So, halfway there, he's like, Okay, listen, I'm gonna sound crazy for a minute here. And I know I sound crazy, but just, just... Just hear me out, okay? So, a while before my niece died, this lady, her name was Malarka, Malarka, and her older mother came to this feast of mine. And the mother just kept going on and on and on, insisting we were friends. Like, Remembering all these memories and just, I don't have these memories. I definitely don't remember them. Well, after a while, she said something urgent came up and she had to leave. She had some urgent business she needed to attend to and had to leave, like, immediately. And asked if I could take her daughter in for a few days so that she could go do this urgent business. And, like, I was hesitant at first. I wasn't going to do this. 
But my poor niece and Milarka just kept begging, and I just couldn't say no. And then my niece started to get sick. So I called two different doctors. One said it was natural. The other thought it was a vampire. So that night I went into her room and lo and behold there was Milarka. And the next day my precious niece died. Well... They finally get to this place they've been trying to get to, and it's, like, completely deserted. And they find this guy, and they're like, yo, what, what's going on? And he's just like, vampires. And then, all of a sudden, this carriage comes up, and the general sees who it is, and it's Carmilla. And he goes, and he attacks her. Like, he's trying to attack her. Attack her. But she just vanishes. And there, everyone's like, yo, what the heck just happened? Why did you attack that young girl? And he's like, that was Milarka. That was the thing that killed my niece. And it dawns on everyone that Milarka and Carmilla and a third girl are all the same person. And you know what? If you really want to find out what happens next, you have to read the book on your own because it is so good. So I am leaving you with that. There Now, Joseph Sheridan Le Fanu, he wrote a few other books, like, th- there were some really good ones he wrote. I've read a few of them while researching, and they are so good. Now, these other books of his are really good, too, like. There's the Purcell Papers, and Uncle Silas, and House by the Churchyard, and In a Glass Darkly, and just a bunch of them. But his most famous was was Carmilla, because yeah, but, okay, so I saw a lot of people arguing in the reviews because they're like, Oh, Carmilla is so cliche. I could see that coming from the from the very beginning. Like, oh, I knew it was going to happen. It's not a surprise. He he should write he should write something new and just not have those same twists and turns as everyone else. But come on. This guy started those twists and turns. Give him some slack. He started it. Okay. I'm done. My voice is starting to die. I love you guys. Stay safe. Be careful. Don't die. Next week's episodes. Get ready for those. Those are going to be dope.
Yo, why did I just say that? Those are gonna be cool. I cannot wait for you guys to find out what next week's episode is. Okay, have a good week. Bye, guys.